se nota que hace tiempo que no hago un directo por Instagram. De hecho, no sé qué ha pasado, que no se ha quedado el vídeo y quiero que se quede subido para que se pueda. It was a rather quiet Sunday when Spanish journalist Marian Rosado was looking at her Instagram account and suddenly stumbled upon an unusual Insta Live broadcast. La pinta que traigo, pero creo que esto es muy grave y tenía que que compartirlo. It was the well-known gynecologist Miriam Aladib. Marian had interviewed her for the newspaper she works for on previous occasions. But there was something particular about this live. Miriam was exposing a very personal and shocking situation. Her 14-year-old daughter had just told her somebody used an app to take her photo from social media and make it look like she was naked. During that Instagram live, Miriam, a mother of four, opened up about her belief that this wasn't just an isolated incident involving her 14-year-old daughter. Apparently, it was affecting dozens of other teenage girls in their town, including some of her other teenage daughters. Almandralejo, this small town in southern Spain, was on the verge of becoming one of the first global examples of just how alarming sexual harassment with AI deepfake technology can become. Welcome to Euronews Tech Talks, the podcast delving into the impact of new technologies on our lives. I'm your host, James Thomas. Over the next three episodes, my team and I will delve into the world of AI deepfake technology. We aim to uncover its scope, address strategies for mitigating its risks, and explore methods for educating society to recognize the dangers and protect themselves. Our first stop is the town of Almendralejo, where we'll delve into a case of sexual harassment involving the use of deepfake technology, led by a local journalist, Marianne Rosado. Almendralejo. It's a quiet town with 35,000 inhabitants located in the Spanish region of Extremadura, right near the Portuguese border. You might have heard for it for its sparkling wine and Queen Letizia's first marriage. But let me tell you, it's not the kind of place that typically makes national headlines, let alone international ones. At least, not as far back as Marian can remember. I've been working as a journalist for a decade for national and international media outlets, and this is the first time I've seen news from my town in the headlines. But back in September, right after the school break, Almendralejo did make the headlines. Dozens of local teenagers reported receiving AI-generated naked images of themselves on their mobile phones. Y nuevas denuncias se han sumado a las que ya se están investigando en Almendralejo, en Badajoz, por la difusión de fotografías manipuladas de menores desnudas. Marian was the journalist who scooped the story. I've been following Miriam for a long time, both personally and professionally, because she's a well-known gynecologist who also writes books and is very active on social media. That Sunday, I was about to leave the newsroom. I was casually checking my Instagram when I stumbled upon Miriam's life. 
que sepáis que lo que habéis hecho no sois conscientes del, del daño que, que habéis hecho. As soon as I started listening to her, I knew this was news. The teenagers were fully dressed in the real photos. The images had been stolen from their Instagram accounts, altered using an artificial intelligence app and then shared in WhatsApp groups. Although the nudity isn't real, the mother said the girl's distress at seeing their picture was very real indeed. So far, there are 21 girls who are the victims. All of them are 12 to 14 years old. Luckily, it seems the pictures were just sent by WhatsApp, so they didn't get to websites such as Pornhub, one of the mother's biggest fears. Following this story, more cases have been reported all over Spain. The most disturbing aspect of this story is that the individuals responsible for the sexual harassment were also teenagers, and the girls knew them. There were 26 boys involved. All of them are 12 to 17 years old. All of them, boys and girls, knew each other. This is a town, so people of that age meet in the same group and hang out together. The case is in the hands of the juvenile justice. Another unsettling part of this case is how easily these images were created. A deepfake is a type of synthetic media that uses artificial intelligence techniques, particularly deep learning. But those teenagers were far from being AI experts. They didn't need to learn anything about neural networks or machine learning. They just had to pay 10 euros to get 25 hyper-realistic naked images of their peers. That's the price that the Clothoff app did it for. The app can be downloaded for free and allows the users to take the clothes off anyone who appears in their phone's picture gallery. Undress any picture with AI for free is its slogan. We reached out to the Clothoff app and tried to get the lowdown on their rules. We wanted to know how they make sure users follow these main rules. You have to be 18 or above or have your parents' permission to use it and no using someone's pictures without their consent. Clothoff replied, claiming that they take age verification seriously. However, they didn't disclose their methods, citing security reasons. Regarding consent, they asserted that they have strict policies in place that prohibit the use of images of individuals without their explicit consent. However, they didn't specify which policies they were referring to. Instead, they stated, It's important to note that as a technology service provider, we rely on our users to follow these policies and act responsibly. Just like an automobile manufacturer cannot directly control how their vehicles are operated, we, as a service provider, trust our users to understand and adhere to the rules we've established. We strongly disapprove of those who entertain the idea of using images in ways that violate consent and respect, as such behaviour goes against our core values and is not welcome on our platform. They also added, if someone were to harm people around them using processed photos, the first question that should be asked is, who made them think it's normal? It's worth noting that the first thing you see when you open the app is a series of animated images of women's clothes being removed. According to a study by the company Sensity AI, 96% of deepfake images consist of sexually explicit pictures of women who did not consent to the creation of these images. 
a Europol report estimates that within three years, approximately 90% of online content may be AI-generated. Some weeks after the scandal, Marion returns to Almendralejo to see how the town's doing in the aftermath. She goes to Miriam Al-Adib's house right next to her gynaecological office to hear how that fateful Sunday the 17th of September unfolded. Miriam says it was emotionally terrifying, but she kept a level head so her daughter wouldn't get scared. I told my daughter, don't worry, it's not your fault. You shouldn't feel ashamed because you are not to blame. And they shouldn't make you feel bad either, because they are the ones at fault, not you. So we are going to take action. But Miriam had many concerns. What would happen to the photo? What if it continues to be shared? What if it's uploaded to a porn site? Where will these photos ultimately end up? That's when she, along with the other mothers, made a decision. First, she hit up Instagram Live to shut down the image-sharing frenzy. On that platform, Miriam had the necessary audience and visibility. In that live, my intention was to make the guys aware so they would stop it as soon as possible. I told them that this is a very serious crime and they should immediately cease this activity because it's a very grave offence. I told them, we are going to go to the police to report it. I also sent a message to the girls saying that if any of them listening to me were affected, they should tell their parents. We will support them no matter what and they shouldn't be afraid, feel shame or guilt because shame and guilt belong to those responsible, not to them. The second step was to report this to the police. However, how can deepfakes, as they're not real images, be legally pursued and prosecuted? Well, let's see, right? As I told you before, I saw several crimes, not just one in particular. So, for example, I saw a clear case of child pornography. It falls under Article 199 of the Penal Code. You're listening to Estrella Santiago, an Extremadura-based lawyer specialising in gender-based violence. Marianne has called her to discuss the case. Estrella explains that in these cases, there are two distinct crimes that can be prosecuted. First of all, child pornography. All material that depicts a person in a manner, as the penal code states, involving sexually explicit, real or simulated conduct. It didn't matter in this case whether it was digital or non-digital. The penalty is one year and five months in prison. Moreover, in this case, if the victim were under 16, the sentence would range between five and nine years in prison. In other words, there is an aggravating factor in cases of child pornography. And secondly, the violation of privacy and the protection of personal data, as per Article 193 of the Spanish Penal Code. This goes more into the realm of the digital and can be applied to any artificial or technical means to access, intercept or simulate computer data. All in all, Estrella concludes it's a sexual offence, a case of photographic manipulation, a breach of privacy, 
and an infringement on one's honor under Spanish law. In Spain, this kind of crime is punishable by up to nine years in jail for adults. However, that's not the case in Almandrelejo. Out of the 26 minors involved, only five are under 14 years old. This makes them non-chargeable under Spanish law, but the others can face legal consequences. According to the youth law, individuals between 14 and 18 years old are criminally responsible. However, the measures applicable to them are different from those for adults. They are more focused on education, rehabilitation and re-education. Estrella thinks the minors' law in Spain is way out of date. Technology has made it fall behind the times indeed. Nowadays, 14-year-olds have all kinds of digital gear that kids just a few years back could only dream of. Technology is not just about social media. All these new elements provide an opportunity to address new types of crimes now. They are also designed for different circumstances and times, which is why it seems that children under 14 previously didn't engage in certain activities that they do now. However, the head of Almandrelejo's police station has a completely different view on the matter. He's bashed the media circus and how kids are being treated like genuine terrorists. Marion interviewed the parents of one of the boys involved. The parents told me that the kid is not a monster, but he had a gun in his hands. Both of them acknowledge how serious the situation is, but they insist they could not have any idea about this kind of technology, so they could not warn their son. In the streets of Almendralejo, the residents are divided between those who think it's just a childish prank, like Estibaliz, that got completely out of hand, and those who argue that it's a serious crime. Others, like Antonio, believe that adults are giving mobile phones to very young children without teaching them how to use them properly, without warning them about the risks to themselves and to others. Something that all the parents, both of the victims and the boys involved, have emphasized is their sense of impotence. They believe that if children are already using new technologies for their schoolwork, they should also be taught about the potential risks and how to use them properly. Miriam Al-Adib agrees. The kids who have committed this crime are not criminals. They are normal kids who have had a phone in their hands and have committed a crime without knowing they are committing it. But wearing her hat as a gynaecologist and someone who's all about sex education, Miriam has spotted an issue that goes beyond just tech know-how. If someone steals from you, you get upset. You don't hide. You report it. You don't feel ashamed and society supports you. Nobody's going to laugh at you. Nobody's going to say, why did you have your wallet in your back pocket? Nobody's going to laugh at you. Hey, you got robbed. But when a crime is committed against a woman's privacy, first of all, the woman feels guilty. And this applies to all crimes. 
even though we are talking about artificial intelligence. It's the same to me if it's a real body. It's exactly the same. In the case of Almendralejo, there's an underlying issue of a lack of sex education. Because, with or without deepfakes, it's sexual harassment, just being done with new digital tools, cyber-sexual harassment. All these people who share these things have blood on their hands. And what I'm saying is very harsh, but it's true. How many women have taken their own lives because of this? How many women have been ridiculed by others? Because something intimate of theirs is being shared? The girls are doing fine. They're okay with this process. Miriam claims that this is thanks to the strong collective response rejecting it from the very beginning. If there hadn't been such a strong response and they were in a school suffering the taunts of their classmates, both boys and girls, well, this could have had very regrettable consequences. There was no shame, no silence, there was rejection and denouncement of the act and mutual support from among the girls and their families. Miriam has received a wave of gratitude from the moment she went live on Instagram to today. And I also want to say that they call this the Almendralejo case. But I want to make it very clear that this is a global case. This is happening all over the world. And the only difference is that in Almendralejo, we raised our voices. Nothing more. But this is happening. Women from all over the world have already written to me, sharing problems they've had just like ours. What's happening here are issues that aren't being addressed. That's it for this episode. I'm your host, James Thomas. In the upcoming episode, I'll be engaging in a conversation with an expert in AI deepfake technology. We've already explored some of the risks, but how can we mitigate them? And what opportunities do these technologies offer? This series is written and produced by Marta Rodriguez-Martinez. Marian Rosado is reporting for this episode from Almendralejo in Spain. You can follow her job at El Periódico de Extremadura. The theme music is by Leo Lebrun. Sound editing is by Jean-Christophe Marco, and sound mixing is by Mathieu Duchesne. Our editor-in-chief is Ali Isanaden. If you aren't already, you can listen to this series on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're enjoying this podcast, please consider leaving us a positive review and, of course, sharing it. Thanks for listening. Hold up. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.